Amen. We got a lot of reasons to give the Lord praise, and uh, to me, it's a big praise to see all your beautiful faces today and big smiles and a lot to celebrate. Happy Mother's Day to all of our moms, and uh, congratulations to all of our graduates. It's going to be kind of a, a two part message today. I'll be bringing the first part and speaking a little bit more specifically, I guess, to the uh, moms are about the mother of Moses in Exodus chapter 2 in just a second. And then uh, Pastor Ben will come back, and after he uh, uh, recognizes our graduates, he's going to challenge them from Exodus chapter 3. So I, I'm, I love this tag team approach. We're going to have fun with it today. But uh, before we get started, I do want to find out, we want to recognize or honor a couple of uh, moms this morning in a unique way. Not exactly unique. We would typically have done this in the Family Life Center. Uh, we're just doing it three times today, this morning at 8 o'clock and now and then later at 11 o'clock service. So um, I am not going to ask who the oldest mom is, but I am going to ask who's been the mom the longest. So you're telling on your oldest child, not necessarily yourself. And so do we have, if, if somebody would stick their hand up or out the window so I could see it, if you've been a mom for at least 50 years, if you've been a mom for at least 50 years, Hold up. I can't believe this time my own mom has joined that crowd this year. So, uh, but certainly there's somebody here other than her. I see another hand over here. All right. Right here. Uh, now, what about 55 years? Any hands up for 55? It's just one. Is that right? Any? No hands up for 55? What about 54? Any hands up for 54 years? 53. Got a hand up for 53? All right. Got one right here. Congratulations. Happy Mother's Day. We also wanted to take time today to recognize the newest mom in each group, in each service, and so... If we have someone who has been a mom for, um, you've only been a mom for five years or less, raise your hand. Anybody, uh, a new mom, been a new mom, or, or you've been a mom for five years or less, hold your hand up so we can see it. we got one right here. Am I missing? Are there others? Wave at me or honk at me if I'm missing one. But I, just, I see one right in front of me right here. All right. Congratulations. Happy Mother's Day. Now, if you got your Bibles, we're going to be in Exodus chapter 2. We're looking at the story of uh, the birth of Moses here. Can you remember uh, a time? I've been talking about secure living in a, in a shaky world lately, but can you remember when your first came along, when your first born was born? I remember, and mine happens to be sitting right here. But I remember when Kent was born, and Tina, I remember her explaining that it's time. Now, he was about 10 days late already anyway. But I remember her explaining that it's time. we got to go to the hospital. And we went to the hospital, and they were kind of like, nah, he's not ready yet, false alarm. But she knew better than them. He was ready. And, um, but they sent us back home, said, you've got a doctor's appointment at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, so keep that appointment. And so we went back to the house, middle of the night there, and I figured, you know, she was in a lot of pain. One of us was going to need to be rested up the next day, so I got me some sleep that night. And uh, I don't know if she's forgiven me for that yet, but I slept through the night. 
And uh, she continued on in pain, knowing that it was time. We went to the doctor's appointment. They said, yep, it's time. Found out that he was breached, which she knew all along, but they didn't believe her till the last minute. They looked at things. And so emergency C-section. I didn't have to remember Lamaze, but <laughs> that was uh, seemed like a somewhat traumatic time. But it was definitely a precious time that I know my wife won't ever forget uh, becoming uh, Mom, so you might remember that time that it was time. It was uh, uh, going all the way back to that first child, or you know, some of you that's not that far back, right? That moment in time where everything changed. Well, that's what happened in the life of this mother of Moses. We read about in Exodus chapter two. It says a a man from the family of Levi married a Levite woman. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When they saw that. He was beautiful. She hid him for months. And so here is the shaky world they're living in. The Hebrew children were being put to death. And she has this son, and she wants to protect him. And she learns that you can only do that so long. You have to trust God. So how can we, um, how can we trust in the sure hands of God when we're living in crazy times? Now, we've been in Second Peter, but we're going to, illustrate this in the life of Moses this morning in Exodus. And I want you to notice as we continue with verse 3, the first thing that the mother of Moses does is she has to, and she has no choice but to release him into God's secure hands. And verse 3 says she could no longer hide him. And uh, after three months, right, some of you are saying, uh, it's been a lot longer than three months I've been trying to protect and hold on to this child. But says when she could no longer hide him, she got a papyrus basket for him. She coated it with asphalt and pitch, and she placed the child into it. She's giving this basket the same kind of care. I know the project may not have seemed as big as the project that Noah had where he, for many, many years, built the ark. But she puts as much care and detail into this basket to save her son, that Noah would have put into the ark to save his family. And so she's trying to do all that she possibly can. She's taking the responsibility that God had given her to heart. And she needed some grace along the way. She needed to trust God along the way. And so she could only hold on to him for so long. And she placed the child in this basket. She sets him in the reeds. It says, and then his sister stood at a distance in order to see what would happen to him. And so some of you today are like, man, I'm, I'm thankful for my mom on this Mother's Day, but I'm also thankful that sometimes she used my older sibling uh, from time to time to keep me in line. And, and it goes on to see, and we see how placing your child into God's hand is, is really trusting God to do the miraculous in their life sometimes. Verse 5 says, Pharaoh's daughter went down to bathe at the Nile, while her servant girls walked along the riverbank, and seeing the basket among the reeds, she sent her slave girl to get it. And so now we see God's got a sovereign plan for the life of this child. Here's the mother of Moses had no choice but to say, I've got to trust God. I've done everything that I could do. I've, I've prepared everything that I could possibly prepare, but, but I need something. I, I need the grace of God the sovereignty of God. And so, Lord, I'm placing, I'm trusting this child in a, in a crazy world, in a shaky world, in a world that would want to attack and harm my child. Lord, I'm placing this child in your hands. And I love the opportunities I've had throughout the years 
to pray with parents in the hospital. I love, as these guys will tell you, that the quickest trip I usually take to the hospital is when I know that this, these babies have been born. I can't wait to get there and pray with these parents and, and help them to make a decision to go ahead early on and entrust that child into God's hands. But here's a cool thing that God does, and here's a cool thing God did in the life of Moses. He, he, he returned the child. When you continue in, in verse 7, verses 8 and 9, you see that God is now saying, okay, thank you for putting this child in my hands, but I'm going to place this child back in your hands as a steward. And so it says, a sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, should I go and call a woman of the Hebrews to nurse the boy for you? So Pharaoh's daughter says, go. So the girl went and called the boy's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child and nurse him for me, and I will pay you your wages. So the woman took the boy and nursed him. And here's the cool thing. She had said, Lord, I'm putting this child into your hands. God's sovereign action went into place, and all of a sudden now God is saying, listen, this child that you've entrusted to me, I'm going to entrust him back to you to nurture him. And that's the way God works in your life, moms. He says, place that child into my hands. There's a spiritual moment of saying, Lord, I trust you, and, and we'll do a dedication service. I love to do a, a parent-child dedication. We're, we're saying, Lord, we entrust this child into your hands. But God says, guess what? Now, because you're also my child, I'm entrusting this child back to you as a steward to nurture them, to bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And so she was able to pour in the life of Moses. When you think about the the prayers, when you think about the fact that she taught him the, the principles and the precepts of God's word, when you think about the fact that Moses would have heard his mom give praise to the Lord and establish him in God's priorities, all of this came about. Uh, perhaps it began in those early days of nursing him. And you can go back, moms, and remember those early days of of praising God as you rock the child to sleep and praying for that child and teaching that child the words of God. And then that moved maybe from a rocker beside a crib to a bedside, those bedside prayers and tableside prayers. And maybe that first time at a bus stop or in a car line somewhere where you had to pray for that child and, and trust God with that child that day and teach them the principles and precepts of God as they navigated their way through school and through life and through friends. And maybe you remember that first time to sit down with them after some kind of breakup, some kind of heartbreak, some kind of devastation, or maybe they didn't make a team or didn't make a squad of some kind, didn't make the grade they wanted to make, but you still had to nurture them and teach them and, and pray with them and teach them to praise and glorify God. And then later on, they start making big decisions in life. And here's what has to take place and what is taking place for a lot of you that have graduates in your home. It's finally, we have to ultimately let go again, right? We return them to God's hand. And see, in verse 10, we see this returning back to Pharaoh's daughter. But ultimately, the mother of Moses was saying, God, I'm going to have to trust you again with my child. And some of you are at that place today where you're saying, Lord, I'm going to trust you. For mom, that may mean I've kind of coached them up all their life, but now I'm moving into more of a cheerleader role in their life. Oh, you've always been their biggest cheerleader, but 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 you're having to let go of some of those coaching responsibilities and, and provide counsel, but, but be that cheerleader for them. 
and trust God with them again. And some of you are going, Pastor Robbie, you don't realize how difficult that is at this season of life. But I want you to remember there is one, a Father in heaven, who sent his own son in the world, who had to not protect him, but let him go to a cross on your behalf and my behalf. And he is with you today, giving you the strength for the next stage of life, whatever that may be. The way you walk through life is to first take the one by the hand who died for you on Calvary's cross, rose again to give you life abundant and everlasting. And teach these children, moms, at an early age to take Jesus by the hand and walk with him at an early age to give their heart and their life to Christ to know him to know his presence to know his power I want to pray for you in that process as you bow with me and pray if you've never given your heart your life to Jesus that's the most important decision you'll ever make I pray that you would do that today and that you would let us know that you're making that decision Father, as we come to you, we give ourselves to you afresh and anew. And for parents, maybe whose children are still young in the home, Lord, if they've never taken time to place their children into your hands, I pray they would do that today. But I pray that we would receive them as a stewardship from you to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, that they may be surrounded with the prayers and the praises, that we might teach them the principles and the precepts of God they would grow to know you, to love you, and to serve you all the days of their life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Number 6, 24 to 26, uh, the prayer of blessing. And I know that is your prayer this morning over your family, especially over our, uh, I know mothers probably are, are saying this prayer constantly over their high school graduate as they're preparing for the next steps in their life. You know, I couldn't help but think about uh, when uh, thinking about Mother's Day and graduate recognition being on the same Sunday, how thankful I am to know that my mother prayed for me. And of course, my father did too, but I can remember uh, my, my mother's prayer list inside of her Bible, and it included me and my sister and and my dad, and so many others, and so I thank God for that, and I know that's a legacy of her faith, and there's so many mothers here today who can say the same thing. You've been praying for these children since they were uh, expected, not even uh, with us, but just just expected, and there was so much joy, and then how fast time has gone by, and now here you are, class of 2020, as we're here to recognize our graduates today. Pastor Robbie shared with us a very familiar passage of Moses in the basket boat. And we know that he grew up into a man that uh, would go and stand eventually, we know, for his people, the Hebrew people, the Israelites. But he did that early on as, as a young man, and, and he kind of got in trouble about it. In fact, he, he was taking up for one of uh, his Israelite people that was being beaten by an Egyptian, and so he killed a man. So he was running for his life, and that's where we pick up in Exodus chapter 3, the story of Moses and the burning bush. Now, I know this is another familiar scripture, but uh, you think about today. If you could say a prayer for our graduates, you can find five quick things in this story 
of ways that we can pray for our graduates right here. So I'm going to begin reading in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, Meanwhile, Moses was shepherding the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire within a bush. As Moses looked, he saw that the bush was on fire but was not consumed. So Moses thought, I must go over and look at this remarkable sight. Why isn't the bush burning up? So I know the first prayer that we would have for class of 2020, for all of our family, is that they would pursue God. You see, Moses, when he saw the uh, glory of God in this burning bush, he just didn't look at it from afar. He pursued God and went over to see what it was all about. He said, I must go over and look at this. But now, if you remember, I love the fact that God's pursuing us because you, you know in this scripture, as I just read, that Moses was in the wilderness. And that may represent for some of us who are far away from God. And God still pursues us. He desires a relationship with us. And so uh, I know our prayer here at Trinity, I know the prayer of your family is that you will continue to pursue God. But those times that you might feel far away, know that God's still pursuing you. And that's the prayer of our families and our church and our mothers, I bet, today, is that you will continue to pursue God. So we see that Moses, he went over to see what this was all about. He said, I must go over and look at this. It says, and when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him from the bush. See, you notice that he's pursuing him. He says, Moses, Moses, here I am, he answered. And so Moses, again, continually was pursuing at this point when God called him, called him by name. He knew his name. He knew who Moses was, even in the wilderness, even when he was running, maybe from God, when he saw God and God called his name, then Moses answered and he continued to pursue God. He said, here I am. And he says, and and God told him, do not come any closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he continued, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. So this morning I know that a prayer for a graduate or for anybody is that they would continue to pursue God. And so God revealed himself to Moses, and and Moses had to find out more. But then God said in verse 7, it says, Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people in Egypt and have heard them crying out because of their oppressors. I know about their sufferings, and I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them from that land to a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the territory of the Canaanites, Hethites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. So because the Israelites' cry for help has come to me, and I have also seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them, therefore, notice this, what it says in verse 10, go. So there is God's purpose and plan for Moses. He's saying, here's your opportunity to go. And so I know that's a prayer for our graduates today, is that you would answer the call, that you would pursue the purpose and plan that God has for your life. And notice what it says at the end of the uh, end of this verse. I am sending you to Pharaoh so that you may lead my people, the Israelites, 
out of Egypt. So there was a purpose for Moses' life. He had been called out by God. God was pursuing him. That was the plan. And God said, here's what you should do. Now go and fulfill the purpose and plan that I have for your life. Isn't that a great prayer for our graduates today? Is that they will pursue the purpose, the perfect purpose and plan for their lives. And so I love the the attitude of surrender that Moses then has in verse 11. But Moses asked God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the Israelites out of Egypt? You know what? That's a prayer of, I hope, for for all of us, really. But especially for our graduates today is that they would plead with God and say, God, how am I going to fulfill this? How am I going to do what you've called me to do? How am I going to... live in and walk into this plan you have for my life, this purpose that you have and what you've created me to be. How am I going to be able to do this? And so Moses pleaded with God. And so we know God has an answer. He said, I will certainly, in verse 12, be with you, and this will be the sign to you that I am the one who sent you. When you bring the people out of Egypt, you will all worship God at this mountain. Then Moses asked again. He's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm following with you what you're saying, God, but now explain how, what's, what this is going to look like. What's the power behind this? Then Moses asked God, if I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What should I tell them? And notice verse 14. Here's the promise. Here's the promise of God's plan and purpose being carried out. As Moses pleaded, saying, God, how should I do this? Here's the power behind it. God replied to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Isn't that good news today? That God has a plan, that God has a purpose. And when we plead with him to show us what that is, as we pursue him with our lives, and he's got a promise. He's saying that no matter what, I am who I am. I am in charge. I am on the throne. I am God in heaven. I am the Holy Spirit's power that will allow you to live in and through what I've called you to be. You know, that's applicable to all of us today, not just our graduates. I hope that's the prayer for your life, that you would say, you know what, God, I want to pursue you. Help me to do that. As you pursue me, I want to pursue you with all that I've got. For some of us, our prayer today would be to say, God, I don't know what to do next, but I'm pleading with you to show me what this purpose and this plan is and how you're going to carry that out in my life. And then for some of us, we have to lean on the truth of the promise of God that He is the I Am and that He will help us go and show us the way and live in and through us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you know Him today? Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? I hope so, because none of this prayer can, can come to fruition in your life without Jesus. Call upon Him for salvation today. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again. And guess what? The Scriptures tell us the truth of God's Word says you will be saved. For some of us, we know what that means. But we're maybe feeling a little weak right now. A lot of uncertainty in the world. Don't know what's next. Plead with God. Call on him and say, God, I need your help. And he's going to give you the power to overcome. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much 
for all that you've done for us. God, we thank you most of all for the gift of salvation. God, I thank you that you sent me a godly mother that showed me what it looked like to be a follower of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for her. I thank you for the mother of my children that models the same in my children's lives. God, I thank you for our graduates today who have so much in front of them. The sky is the limit. The potential is endless. God, I pray that you would be at the center of all of it. Lord, if there's one here that doesn't know Jesus, I pray, God, that they would come to know you this very day before it's everlasting too late. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us. Today, I want you to know this. I want you to know this, that you can reach out to me, Pastor Ben, Pastor Robbie, Pastor Jeff, email us, call us, go to our website, whatever you need to do to get in contact with us, whatever pastoral need or somebody just to talk to, we're here for you. Would you stand with me as we close out our service today and worship together?